Hi loves, and welcome to the With Love Always podcast, a podcast to help you live the life you were created for. We are your hosts and your friends, Bree and Marissa, and we're so grateful you're here. We pray you listen and leave feeling more inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode. Today we have a fun little episode. We are doing a mid-year reset. So resetting your mind, body, soul, just going to kind of do a check-in with our goals for the year, kind of where we're at. This is honestly going to be just a very chill conversational episode. We're kind of extending the invitation for you guys to pull out the list of goals you wrote down, or maybe if you haven't even thought through goals yet, you can start to do them now. Just kind of pulling out your journal and reflecting on what this year has kind of been like so far, where you're at, how you're feeling mentally, emotionally, all of the things. So it's just going to be a good time to just kind of set the intention for the rest of your year. And we are both kind of in shock right now that the year is over halfway done. So I can't believe we're already in July. We're in a little bit of disbelief, but I feel like as always, this year is just flying by and I feel like summer just kind of expedites the whole process. I feel like with New Year's goals, obviously they're great. I've been doing them pretty much my whole life. They're so much fun. But I kind of write them down at the start of the year and then tuck them away in my drawer and I forget about them. And so even as we were preparing for this, we were reading back our goals and I'm like, oh my gosh, this seems like I totally forgot I wrote these things down. So this is just kind of a chance to see where we're at, see how far we've come, whether or not these goals are still relevant, if they're actually something we want to uphold, what's kind of working, what isn't. So we're just going to dive into all of the things. So Brie, I'm going to have you start us off and just kind of sharing your, I know you did a word of the year, Mm -hmm. so we want to hear that and then what some of your goals were. Yes. So before I share my word of the year, I know that that's something that not everybody does. So I just want to preface this conversation too. Like Marissa said, I feel like the year always starts off with so much anticipation and so much excitement. And then there's this like, oh crap moment when we get halfway through and we're like, where is the time going? Like, am I doing anything? Has any growth been happening in my life? And it can kind of freeze you for a second of like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, I want to be sure that I'm progressing and I'm hitting my goals and I'm doing all this sort of stuff. And so even as I share my word of the year, if you did not have a word of the year, that is so okay. And if you didn't have goals for the year, that's so okay. That is the intention behind this episode of really wanting to help you set new intentions for the second half of this year and kind of like realign yourself. But for me, 2023 was truly the year of abundance, and that is the word that I prayed for over this year. So for those of you who know me, and maybe some of you who do not know me, and you're kind of just now being invited into this friendship, I moved to LA at the end of 2022. And so I knew going into 2023 that this was going to be a year of a lot of abundance, and that abundance was going to ultimately come from the change that the really big change that I had just made in my life. And so I think because stepping into this new year, I was already prompted by so much change. I had a lot of anticipation of what this year was going to bring me specifically. So some of the goals that I actually went through my journal and like found my journal entry from the beginning of this year, January 1st, 2023. And these are just a handful of some of the goals I wrote for myself. Also want to preface once again, if you did not write goals, that is so okay. But here are some of mine. So of course, being in a new city, one of my number one goals was to invest in new friendships. As I was entering LA, everyone was a new person. Everyone was a first impression. I didn't really have roots here. And so that had to be a priority of mine to really take the time to intentionally pursue friendships here and just grow the people I had already been meeting, grow into deeper relationship with them and also being open to meeting new people. Um, Another thing was embracing change. I, like I said, was in the midst of so much change. And honestly, my first six almost, I mean, no, I think it's been seven months that I've lived here, which is crazy. My first seven months of living in LA has not only proved so much change with 
the move itself, but there's been so much change within my life since I've moved here as well. And so I just knew that that was just going to be the fruit of making such a major move in my life. And so I was really prompting myself to be open to embracing change. Thankfully, I'm someone who loves change. Um, Another thing of mine was to say yes to a lot of things that maybe I was previously saying no to. Also being open to trying new things. Living in LA, something that I want to do is go surfing. And that is such a new thing for me. And that was not even something I tangibly had as had as a goal of like, go surf. But I just wanted to be open to trying new things and trying new hobbies. Um, Another goal of mine was run a marathon, which praise I already ran my marathon, which is so cool and already making the beginning of the year version of Brie so proud by doing that. But also in running my marathon, I had an overall goal of just prioritizing my health. My health is super important to me. But I think because I was in the midst of so much change when I had moved to LA, I was actually really struggling with gut health. So one of my goals for this year was to heal my gut, um, which I don't know if that's like if everyone has a concept of that. I feel like sometimes it's such an LA thing of like yeah. gut health and wellness and this is that. But I was just having a lot of like health issues like minute ones nothing like super renowned but I knew I just wanted to give my body a break and just chance to kind of like go back to equilibrium and I wanted to be intentional with that Mm -hmm. another thing of mine was read 10 pages of a book daily prioritize my morning and nighttime routine um go on more dates because (laughs) your girl's single um And I wanted to make my bed every day. I think this was a goal of mine that I used to just naturally do. But in the midst of so much change, I found like the simple discipline of making my bed was thrown out the window. So I had to kind of revisit that one and be like, okay, Brie, you're going to make your bed every day because it'll make you feel really good. Um, Another more quantitative goal was hit 10K on TikTok. And yeah, I mean, I had so many other ones, but those are just a handful of my goals and my word of the year. I am going to pass it off to you, Marissa, to share your word of the year and some of your goals. Well, I loved hearing all of your goals because I hadn't even heard most of those. Um, This is kind of ironic, but actually one of my goals for the new year was to set less goals because in the past, I was that person that had a full document where it was like, this is health wise and this spiritually. And like I had each category like broken down into a million different bullet points. And that I think is just a little too number one, overwhelming, but just a little rigid. And something I'm trying to do more so for this year is just relax and provide more space. And so my word of the year was actually boldness. And then jumping into some of my goals, um, I kept it really simple. So I have five main ones and they are to read the Bible in a year all the way through chronologically. Um, Number two was to say yes more to a bunch of different things. (laughs) Um, And I also put this as kind of a caveat to that was to take one proper vacation because sometimes I don't really provide space. I don't know, like I almost feel guilty doing things like that. So I think a self-care element like that where, I don't know, as simple as taking a vacation for me, I felt like I needed to be intentional about. Number three was to be more intentional with my free time in general. So not just going on social media, turning on the TV. I want it to really rest in a really effective way. Number four was to have more creative outlets that aren't really work related, just more for fun that are kind of side passions. And then number five was to become more of a minimalist. And so this is physically, but also mentally as well. I really just wanted to clear up more physical space, like have, I guess, more quality pieces and just kind of simplify, like even decision making with getting dressed and mm-hmm. just, I don't know, in general and things in my life, even like emotionally, just having less options that can kind of tend to mentally overwhelm us and just keep it a little bit more simple. So those were my goals for the year. And part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode, I think you'll see a bit of a difference between Brie and my not only goals, but also just year. Mm -hmm. I think 
For Brie, it's been one of a lot of external change, which maybe you're in that season and you can relate to. Maybe it's a lot of goals that are more external or you have these actual physical changes in your life, like a move or a new job or new relationships. For me, it was more so internal changes, I think, that I was focused on. So I don't have as much tangibly to kind of recognize for the year. I didn't want to discredit all of the things that are happening mentally for me. And maybe you feel that way as well, where you're like, oh, I now that I'm looking back, I feel like I haven't accomplished a ton. But the truth is you probably have had a lot of really great changes or accomplishments. They're just probably more internal. So Mm -hmm. that was another reason why I kind of wanted us to unpack all of this. But with that said, I know you mentioned your goals. I would love to hear a little more of like what you feel like is working, maybe what isn't working as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. So I, and I love what you said about everyone's year looks so different. Like some, like for myself, I feel like this has been such an outward year of where even like people on the outside looking into my life are like, whoa, everything is changing in Bree's life. But I've definitely had years, like I would say the year prior to this was definitely a year where all of my changes were so inward and so like unseen. So regardless of what year you are having right now, like both are such necessities in our life and they're so needed in order to prompt the next seasons ahead. But for me, I think like tangibly, like thinking of my goals, if y'all want to know the honest truth, (laughs) I would say my goal of, I mean, of course, running my marathon, praise God, I was able to accomplish that. Praise God was able to heal my gut. That was amazing. I'm in such a good place with my health now. I think a lot of that had to do with the stress of marathon training on my body. Um, my morning and nighttime routine, you guys, I am going to have to revisit that in this mid-year reset because your girl has really been struggling with that. And, you know, part of me just wants to blame that I feel like this whole year has been just one big momentum, like a bunch of momentum, but like big, big changes Mm -hmm. that I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I feel like I can't even slow down for a second but I know that that is within my grasp to prioritize my nighttime and morning routine I think my morning routine is doing a little bit better my nighttime routine she I don't have one let's be honest (laughs) um that is just not happening uh something that I have honestly had this on my goals list for so long and I so deeply admire all of you guys who are avid readers I have had on my goals list probably for like three or four years, that's really embarrassing, to read more. And your girl literally does not read other than the Bible. That's the (laughs) only book I read. And I want to prioritize that. And I just, I always say that it's like I don't have time, but I don't think that's true. I think I just don't choose it. So that one's kind of suffering a little bit. But other than that, I feel like this year was has also already been filled with goals that I've achieved that were not even on my goals list. Like mm-hmm. I just moved into my first place by myself. I'm living alone for the first time in my life. And that was a goal that was not on my list when I started this year. I could not have predicted that to happen. And now that it has happened in all of the series of events that had to be orchestrated in order for me to be in this place, I'm like, whoa, is this the best thing that could have happened to me? But also it was something that this year has brought that I could not have foreseen. Another one is that goal that I shared with you guys of having or hitting 10K on TikTok. I have surpassed that. And I think that is also a testament of, I think sometimes goals can feel kind of restricting when we feel like they add pressure to our lives or they can feel like a disappointment when we feel like we don't achieve them. But there's also sometimes the duality of that is that we set goals that are actually smaller than what we're capable of. And sometimes there's instances in which we actually surpass that because we are much more capable than we realize. And we kind of put ourselves on a lower totem pole than I don't know, the heights of what we can achieve. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was like a testimony of that for me because I I did hit that goal really, really quickly into the year. And 
I think it's so sweet, not that it's the goal itself, it's not the number itself, but I think it's sweet that there was a version of me that thought that that was the ultimate goal and that that would be like the biggest thing that could happen to me. And then I remember the day that I hit that goal, though it was such an accomplishment, I think naturally I was like, wait, the fact that I thought that I was only capable of that, I'm so capable of so much more. So I think that was a really, really special one. Um, Definitely been investing in friendships, embracing new things, saying yes to a lot of things. But like I said, this year has been filled with, I mean, a lot of the goals I haven't necessarily hit, but also this year has unveiled goals that I couldn't have foreseen for myself. And so I think for myself, speaking on behalf of my goals, the reason why I would consider this first half of the year such a success even despite all of the things that I just told you guys I literally have not been able to achieve is because ultimately what works best for me when it comes to goals and embracing the year and like really fulfilling my intention behind my life day by day and therefore throughout the year is that I've found for myself when I allow my goals to be more qualitative, like how does my life make me feel? Like how are the friendships in my life? How am I investing into people around me? What are the emotions and experiences that I'm feeling around my life? It's not necessarily the quantitative of like, oh, you know, like hitting 10K on TikTok or having X, Y, and Z of like certain numerical like metrics in my life. I think the more I focus on the qualitative in my life of what does my life feel like and am I satisfied with that, that really keeps me grounded and kind of removes this pressure in the event that maybe I don't hit an, a quantitative goal. I still have the qualitative feeling of, wow, I'm still so proud of how far I, I came and I'm not discouraged just because I'm not hitting some of my other goals. So I think that works really well for me. Um, but yeah, Marissa, I would love to hear the same for you of with your goals in mind and even with your word in mind, do you feel like I don't know, your 2023 is off where you thought it would be or do you feel differently about it? How are you feeling? I definitely feel like, and you can recognize it by me choosing the word boldness, Mm -hmm. which is just not a word I would ever use to describe myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that just shows mentally that I came into the year with so much passion and momentum and I think excitement. And even just in the process of like, having these very like open-ended somewhat qualitative to me goals I think somewhat inspired by you probably that this year has not looked or this year has not turned out to be what I thought it's been but I think that also is what's so cool and what's so fun about walking with the Lord is just he's kind of redirected my steps where I think I was almost it was good because I think it was healthy to have momentum. Obviously, it allowed us to like start the podcast. And there are these things that happened that I'm so proud of and excited that we took the leap in. But I think I almost had so much energy that I wanted to shake up things a little bit. Mm. And I feel like I was called to just settle down a little bit. And actually, it's been more of a year of like emotional internal work than I expected. So I guess to speak more like practically, one of the my goals was to obviously become more of a minimalist. And a lot of that was in simplifying the clutter in my life mm-hmm. where I think obviously I had excitement going into the year, but I think there was a lot of just noise in my mind. Like there were all of these things and maybe you feel this way where you just, there's so many dreams you have and so many things and it it can kind of feel overwhelming sometimes. And so for me, it actually has been removing just a lot of, like I would say, just kind of noise, honestly. And so whether that was like physically cleansing, which I always love getting rid of things and just like trying to just physically declutter. But a lot of this year has been creating kind of mental boundaries of like, here are the things you don't pursue or here are the things you don't need to explore. Like here's what operating in your strengths really looks like. Mm. And I think I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting to really refine that area. And I still think there's a lot of question marks I have in my mind of, okay, I know my purpose, but what does walking in that look like day to day? Like there's still these bigger questions of my life that I'm trying to 
figure out. Um, so that's kind of the direction my year kind of took a turn mm-hmm. and hopefully that's not too abstract. But I will say the uh, reading the Bible in a year has been probably the best aspect of my year and has been one that I'm so excited. I stuck with that and I so encourage anybody to give it a go. I think the one that I do feel like needs a little bit of refinement is saying yes more. And I think it's, what does a good yes in my life look like? So I think that's something that I'm going to kind of continue to refine. But even before we hit record on this, I was reading them back and I'm like, Brie, what? Like, I don't even remember writing these goals. That right there, even though I feel like not much physically has happened this year, so much has happened mentally, even just in my mental state where I just feel like I'm in such a different place. I'm like, these things don't really feel like there's much on my horizon. I feel like I could fill up just a whole new list. And I think that is what's so cool. I hope if you're looking back and maybe it's not goals, it could even just be journals of the start of the year, whatever you have, even just looking back at photos, if you're not much of a writer, I think it can be cool to just kind of realize like, wow, there there is a lot that's changing and evolving and it kind of gives you permission to take a step step back and remembering to just kind of celebrate all that's happening and just kind of reconnect and become present with the things in your life. Yeah, I think that's such a good point of whether you feel like you've had a very like a lot of momentum in your year, maybe like me where like I shared anyone on the outside looking in could be like, whoa, so much has happened in Bree's life or whether you feel like you've had what could be a seemingly stagnant or seemingly more settled year, but inwardly so much momentum is equally is happening. It's just not something that could be perceived or understood by anyone else but yourself. I think it's so okay if you're arriving to this middle of the year, like Marissa said, and you're like, literally none or maybe only a handful of my goals that I had at the beginning of the year resonate with me now because I think that is the beauty is a year is a long time I mean I think we're both sitting in this place of like how did this first six months of the year fly by but also at the same time it's like so much time has passed that so much tremendous growth is still happening even in even when you don't feel like you recognize it or you see it, growth is still occurring within you. Even if it's just one mindset shift or one perspective change or one realization of self. And I think it's such a beautiful thing, actually, if you're arriving to this middle point of the year and you're realizing everything that I wanted at the beginning of the year doesn't resonate with me, or maybe you haven't achieved anything that you wanted to achieve this year. There is both time to completely transform your intention with the rest of this year, but there's also time to completely achieve what you set out to achieve this year. So whichever bucket you're in, know that time is on your side. It's not actually against you, even though time Mm -hmm. feels like it escapes and goes by so fast. There is time to be intentional because, I mean, even looking at the series of events in my life, like you never know what could change for you within a matter of a day or a week. And so don't disqualify what six months, the next six months can bring you. Even if it's not quite as big as maybe you're envisioning, momentum is happening and change is happening and it's setting you up for the next seasons ahead, whether your next season is one of great change or whether the next season is one of being more settled and doing more internal work. That's so true. And that's so good. And I think that was kind of my greatest intention with this episode is, if nothing else, just providing that space to, I think, number one, just reconnect and become present with the things that are happening. Like, there's so much fighting for our attention all the time. I feel like we always talk about that. And I just really want us to take a second to just reflect and just become aware of how we're feeling, where we're at. And that kind of guides me into the next section, which is really just the reset part. So number one, I chose um, just your mind. So starting mentally, and this can look like so many different things. I don't have a super specific format, but I hope something that we say along this sparks whatever is best for you to kind of go about this process. So the question that I've been asking myself a lot recently is, is your mind feeling cluttered? Like, is there too much noise in my mind? And what are those 
voices or things, whether it's external or internal that I'm letting really narrate my mind. And I think just becoming aware of what it is that you're letting, I don't know, kind of seep in can be so transformative because you can kind of take, I guess, control back to some degree and really evaluate and say, oh, these things are actually impacting me more than I realize. And I want to, you know, speak life and speak truth and let those be the things that are in my mind. And I I want to provide space so that I can accomplish these goals that I have decided still really matter to me. So something I did really practically just I think maybe it was like a month back when we were doing the burnout episode and we were so in the thick of burnout. I just sat down with a pen and paper and I just kind of ran through my day and week and I was evaluating like what is working and what's not working. So some of it was kind of random. It was like this routine isn't really working. There's friction for me or part of it was even just how my home was set up. I was like, these are the spaces that like collect clutter or these are the things that like I don't look forward to. Mm. And I didn't necessarily have like immediate solutions to a lot of these things, but I was like, here are the areas of tension. Here are the relationships that like trigger anxiety for me. Here are the conversations that aren't life-giving. And it was just kind of evaluating and assessing I guess just kind of my life and what's feeding into a lot of these feelings I'm experiencing. And so I think part of that was like identifying if there were any reoccurring pain points. So whether that looks like anxiety or just exhaustion, um, fatigue, it can be burnout, but it can be other things. It can even just be like overstimulation overstimulation or even just boredom like whatever you feel like that pain point in your life is trying to kind of identify that in some of the sources of that and then kind of lastly just like identifying like I said your thoughts of just overall what is occupying your mind and I think that's why we're such proponents of journaling because I think it just makes you aware of these reoccurring things and you can kind of see like oh this there's been this point of tension, like maybe you're always just finding something about your work is tricky and you haven't necessarily like established that. You haven't said that out loud, but you're noticing that that for some reason gets journaled about almost daily, so mm. whatever it might be. But Brie, like, I guess kind of practically when you're thinking about this and kind of evaluating your mental state, like how do you even go about resetting your mind? Yeah. I think I love what you said of just evaluating your mind because something that I am like quick to observe and analyze in myself when I'm like trying to gauge the state of my mind is what is the thing that I'm talking about the most. When people ask how I'm doing or what's going on or what's new, what is the first thing that I'm like quick quickest to share about? Is it work? Is it a friendship? Is it a relationship? Is it a hobby? What is that thing? And when you are expressing it, is it a good thing? Is it a positive thing? Is it a life-giving thing? Or is it a exhausted thing, a drained thing? Like what is the lens in which you are sharing most quickly about? Because I think for me at different points in this year, I've really been able to gauge how I'm actually doing when I took a moment to actually observe what is the first thing that I'm talking about? What is the overflow of my mouth in conversations? What is the thing that I'm quickest to bring up when asked about? And is that a really good thing or is that a more heavy, maybe needs to be addressed thing? I think that's a really good way to just be honest with yourself and check in and and be gracious with yourself, whichever position you're in, whether you find yourself like talking about the excitements and joys of your life or whether you're realizing like, oh, I'm maybe more stressed out about work than I thought I was or more stressed out about this relationship than I thought I was and just struggling in this area more than I thought I was. I think just being really honest with yourself because I always say the metaphor of like when you squeeze a lemon, what comes out lemon juice. And so it's like when you're squeezed, like what's the first thing that's coming out? Because the first thing that is coming out is the overflow of what is preoccupying your mind. Mm -hmm. And as someone who is just now recently living alone, I think for myself, 
just pursuing stillness with myself is truly my favorite way to reset and my favorite way to get really honest with myself and evaluate my mind. And I think I so often just see, even as I start this new journey of living by myself, the number one question that people have asked me so far is like, what does like time alone look like for you? And I think sometimes being alone is this really daunting thing and it's this thing that needs to be filled with something or it's this thing that so often so many of us try to escape. We try to escape alone alone time. We try to escape moments of stillness because we don't know how to preoccupy that time or we want to fill it with somebody else or we feel like we have to fill it with something structured. But I think for myself personally speaking, the best way to evaluate my mind and to reset my mind is pursuing stillness with myself without the expectation that I have to fill it with something specific. Like what what do I want to fill my time with? Like what do I enjoy getting really honest and present with myself and knowing that I can enjoy the company of my own mind and my own thoughts independent of the presence of anyone else and only from that place of being really intentional with myself can I then evaluate how I'm doing in my mind and that can I then reset and change and shift the things that need to change in order for my mind to be in a really good place. I love that. That was all so good. I feel like people are either trying to, they're desperate for more alone time or they're like kind of trying to escape the alone time they do have. So I think that's absolutely something to just kind of confront or yeah, I, I just think that's something that we have to be so proactive about. And that kind of brings me to the next section, which is our body. And I took this pretty literally of more like taking a moment to kind of check in with your physical health and also kind of your relationship with your body and how you are feeling about your physical health. Mm. Um, and I know there's a book on this, um, if this like rings a bell to anyone, but this idea of kind of our body keeping the score. And I really believe that how we're feeling emotionally is really reflected in our physical health. So if we're feeling stressed, you know, we see that in, you know, it it manifests into these actual like physical pains a lot of mm-hmm. times. And so this is kind of meant to be a check-in to just see like, where are we at physically? Are we feeling good? Are we feeling energized? Are we actually taking care of our body, like nourishing it well? Are we getting enough sleep? Are we exercising? Um, Another one is even just like, are we going to the doctor? I feel like this gets neglected. I speak from my own experience. It's kind of like the last thing I book on I don't know when I have the time to go to a doctor's appointment, like I'll just forget to go to the dentist or go to like the dermatologist, just like these random checkups that I feel like we need. I think it's so important to prioritize now, set the rhythms of your life to make time for your physical health. Yeah, this is kind of like open-ended, but how do you kind of stay motivated to care for your body? Obviously, like I know you love physical exercise, but even going beyond that, like if somebody's feeling either overwhelmed or just like not even motivated to make kind of a shift. Yeah, I know and have been a witness in my own life and even other friends' lives. It's It feels like when life gets really heavy and really busy, the first thing to go is often prioritizing our physical health, like sacrificing a workout or sacrificing not getting sunshine or going on a walk or whatever it may be. And honestly, you guys, like with how much change has happened in my life this year, there has been moments where I'm like, the last thing I want to do is move my body because I feel so exhausted that I don't even know if I have the energy to do that. But that discipline of moving my body and stewarding my body and whether that's enduring a workout or a walk or anything at all has truly been the thing that has kept me and kept my momentum for this year going and has kept honestly my sanity in so many moments because I have found that the way that I steward my body is the way that I steward 
everything in my life. It's the way I steward my new friendships I'm investing in. It's the way that I steward my career and my work ethic. It's the way that I steward this podcast and showing up intentionally for you guys. It's the way that I steward my relationship with God. And I think I imagine even some of you who are listening, like so many of us at the beginning of the year, we have all of these goals that are so like aesthetic focused or like specifically, I think our world and culture is fixated on, you know, getting the best body of your life and like the new year. I think that's so many people's goals and that's such a beautiful goal. But I think to what Marissa said, like aside from the aesthetics of it, when you feel comfortable and safe and at home and at peace in your body and you are providing your body with a means of expediting energy and releasing and removing stress from your body, it really does trickle into absolutely every other area of your life and it affects your performance in other areas of life and it affects also does your mind feel like a safe place for you? I know for myself, if I'm not nurturing my body and not you know, giving it the nutrients it needs to feel provided for and to feel safe and not giving it the release it needs through maybe a workout that helps me release stress. It feels like more things are bottled up when I don't do those things. And then that does affect my mental health. It affects my view of myself. And when my view of myself starts getting distorted, I can't show up as that friend or I can't show up as that coworker or I can't show up as XYZ role in my life. I can't be present with the barista who's I'm ordering coffee from. And so truly allowing the motive of stewarding your body. Yes, there's beautiful benef- benefits of like physical benefits. And if that's one of your goals to really improve your overall physical health, whatever that like qual- quantitative goal is, please pursue it. But also I encourage that the number one motive and focus would be to simply steward your body in order to steward everything else in your body with excellence. And so I know for me, like in moments when I feel discouraged, because I'm like, ah, I'm just so tired. I'm so exhausted or I'm so stressed and I feel like I don't have time to work out. I'm like, you know what? I deserve to show myself love today. And if all I have to give is 20 minutes, I'm going to invest that 20 minutes, remind myself it's not all or nothing and remind myself that I'm not doing this because I want to transform my body alone. I'm doing this because I want to transform and reset my mind. And when I allow that to be my healthy view of why I work out and move my body, it actually provides me room to want to do it more often and not less often because it's not just this thing of I'm trying to physically change my body and look a certain way. It's I'm so eager to honor and steward every aspect of my life. Well, let me start here. Wow, that was so good. (laughs) I love your perspective on that. I love that. I think you just have such a beautiful approach of like it's just such a ritual of like love to yourself. And I think the way you talk about it, I know inspires me where, you know, I've never been like the most athletic in my life by any means, but really just appreciating what taking care of your body. Yes. Maybe in a physical way, like you can take that very literally of Mm -hmm. a form of exercise, but it really is like, it, just even what we always talk about of this idea of like connecting with your senses and there's just so much that like is at play with that and a quote that actually my husband had shared with me it was this idea of if you work with your mind to rest with your body and if you work with your body to rest with your mind and basically this is something that we've both tried to kind of evaluate what that actually looks like for us. And we both are on the computer all day for our jobs. So that means that we really want to rest using our bodies. And that kind of looks like like gardening or even like going on a walk or biking or just these things that re-engage our body in a way that it doesn't really get to be engaged during majority of the day. Mm. And so that's kind of like, even in this section too, 
inspire you beyond just the idea of going to the gym. Like it can take so many different shapes. It could even mean like cooking, just like physically using your body in a very intentional way can be so restorative, not only physically, but also absolutely mentally like you were sharing. Mm -hmm. So I hope that kind of inspires you and can spark just looking beyond kind of the traditional things of what you're thinking of when you think of movement. And I know summer's the perfect time. Like you can get outside and go like surfing, like you said, swimming, paddleboarding. There's so many fun ways to really engage and reset your body. Mm. So that brings us to the final section, which is our soul. And the question I'm asking myself and I encourage you to ask yourself is just, are you doing things that fill your soul? So what is it that fills your soul? What makes you feel recharged? And are you having enough space in your life to do that? And do you even know what those things are that fill your soul, number one? Um, So I guess, Brie, like... I want to ask you what you currently kind of need more of or maybe even less of Mm -hmm. to kind of fill your soul. Yeah, I think this honestly goes so hand in hand with our episode on burnout. But I think for me, I mean, you guys might know, may not know, but I love social media so, so, so much. Like it is just a space that I feel like God so intentionally has invited me into. And I am so grateful that I feel like I have such a healthy relationship with it so much so that it is my entire career. But I think in reflection for this episode, I realized like, oh my gosh, I need to kind of take a break of putting the pressure on myself to show up like a certain way. Not Mm -hmm. that like I'm in the sense of, I think I'm just getting really creatively exhausted. And when I'm creatively exhausted and I don't honor the fact that I think I need to like pull back and maybe create less for just a little bit of time, just to restore my creativity. When I try to like push past that, like I shared and try to keep sharing with the same I don't know, creativity or mindset or same quantity that I've seen myself share in the past. When I'm not able to hit that, that feels really discouraging for me as someone who does feel so called to create and feel so called to social media. So I think what I'm needing less of is a little bit less time on social media and a lot more grace for myself of just reminding myself there's going to be seasons of momentum with my gift gifts of social media in which, yes, I'm capable of posting every day and creating every single day. I've had seasons like that this year. And I think right now I'm in a season where because there's so much momentum in my life outside of social media, I've found myself being really hard on myself because I love to create for social media and I feel like I have not been able to prioritize that. So what I need less of is less time (laughs) on social media and more time just being present with all the momentum God has had in my life that extends so far beyond creating in this season. I think what God is creating in me right now is the space in the sanctuary outside of social media and in in my real life and really nurturing those places and just trusting that that is going to nurture the podcast and it is going to nurture what God is calling me to on social media, but just allowing things to kind of ebb and flow. I think also because I've been going through so much change, like nonstop in the most beautiful God-ordained way possible, there is part of me, maybe just my humanist, that like wants to escape and be like, okay, like I don't want things to keep changing, even though I love change. I just need a second to breathe, I feel like. And so I am so grateful because I am going on a trip very, very soon. And I feel like just those moments to get away, not that those that necessarily solves anything. I do think it'll be really good to kind of reinvigorate myself coming back to the normalcies and the changes that have happened in my life here. So I'm excited for that adventure. I also think in light of our burnout episode, like a couple episodes back, I do think I need to take a slight step back from socializing. I think Mm -hmm. I can over socialize because I love my people and I'm so grateful that 
the first half of this year of investing in friendships has proved to be such a benefit and produced so much fruit in my life. But I am in a place where I am feeling so much more settled in my life in LA that I actually think my goal needs to shift from saying yes more to saying no more. Mm -hmm. And that is the result of like growth within myself and, you know, that season changing it within myself. So I think I personally need less socializing and more alone time to embrace my new space and new season of living alone and just more time with God to let that be my fill and my portion. And so I would say those are, yeah, for me, some of the ways that I'm shifting my goals and also kind of just checking in with my soul and my heart as I go on to the second half of the year. Those were all so good. And I love that. Number one, we just get to hear them and you invited us into that. And I think even as you were saying some of those things that sparked things that I personally was feeling, but I hope you guys just found this conversation just honest and raw and it just Mm -hmm. kind of invited you into where we're at and we're you know very much in the process of trying to figure these things out but if nothing else I hope it just provided encouragement and is allowing you to kind of reset and reevaluate these areas and that we can continue to just pour into you to allow you to hit the goals that you're wanting to achieve to invest in the purpose you have for your life And we just are wishing that you guys have the best rest of this year. And we're so honored that we get to be a part of it in some capacity. On to our final section. Today, we are doing summer superlatives. So just a few questions to get us in the mood. I know it's very much summertime right now, but... I think it's both of our favorite seasons, so I feel like we just really need to press into it. So, what is the first word that comes to mind when we hear the word summer? I think for me, when I was thinking about this, it's such a like nostalgic feeling, but I think the word freedom just like comes up That's for me. That's such a good one. Yeah, and it's like funny because it's like when you're when you're young and you're in elementary school and middle school and high school and even college, like you think freedom because like you're off for the summer and you don't have school anymore. But I feel like that was so true then, but it's also so true now, even into my adulthood and into my twenties of there's just something about the summer of just, you feel so free. At least I do of, I feel so free when the sun is shining and it's such a beautiful day. And, you know, I'm going to the beach with my friends and just like all the outdoor activities. I don't know. It's just that feeling of like, I feel so free. I feel so light. And I think summer activities are my personal favorite activities and the way that I feel like when I'm taking a swim in the ocean or, you know, laying on the beach or whatever it may be, or hopefully surfing soon, it just makes me feel free. And it makes me feel so much joy to just walk outside and be like, oh my gosh, look at the sunshine. And it's funny. I was thinking about this too. It's like, we see the sun every day, like the sunshine but it never gets old. Like summer never gets old. We we know the feeling of summer year after year, but it is something that we always crave. At least I do. And so I'd say freedom and joy are my words. I love those. I just immediately thought of, obviously, I was like sunshine. But after you said that, I really think like restoration. Like I think mm. it's so restorative. And I just love, like, I think seasons are so beautiful because I think they mimic what's happening internally. Like, even the fact that we love summer so much and I feel like everybody's tan and they're having such a good time and I feel like people are thriving right now. And it's so cool because I know that we're able to enjoy summer and the abundance of that because life isn't always like that. Like it's not always summer. You have to go through all the seasons to really be able to enjoy and appreciate them. So I'm going to go with restoration. It's okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. Favorite summer show movie book. I don't know if you have. She's great about not really watching movies and shows, but I'm going to be very cliche I think and say the summer I turned pretty I know that's like all over you should come and watch it I I loved season one and I just love a good like 
speaking of nostalgic, like a good high school romance, I am so here for that. So I'm ready for season two. Yeah, I'm going back to my goals. I am not a big book reader, but I'm also not a movie watcher or a show watcher. So I feel like I'm so, I don't know, not cultured. (laughs) But I like hear all these shows and all these movies and I'm like, I need to watch them. But I have a hard time watching shows by myself. So I'm going to add it to my list. Maybe I'll eventually watch. (laughs) Yes. I'll make you watch it. Yeah. Summer trip. I know you have a fun one planned. I do. So I am going to Macedonia and Croatia in less than two weeks. I think it's like a week and a half before I leave which is so crazy and it's so exciting. And it is also kind of a trip that was like dreamt up, but booked pretty last minute. I actually booked my flight, I think less than a month ago, like officially. So I'm very, very excited. And I'm so craving the restoration that just a beautiful summer trip is gonna bring. So that's mine. That sounds like the perfect trip. I don't have anything on the horizon, but I really want to experience an East Coast summer. Mm. That just seems so magical to me. So I think we're gonna book a last minute trip. So you've inspired me. Yay. (laughs) Um, Okay, your favorite summer snack. Oh my gosh. So I don't, I think this is just, I don't know if this is all over. Probably not. It's definitely not all over. But here in LA specifically, in so many different neighborhoods, but specifically in my neighborhood or like by the beach, there's always like different fruit stands set up where there's like guys or women, men or women selling fruits like fruit cups and and these fruit cups are huge and they're filled with pineapple mango and watermelon they're so good and you can add tahini to it and like lime juice to it i crave this giant tub of fruit literally almost every single day don't get it every day but that is my summer snack give me all of the tropical fruits Oh, I just love it so much. It's so good. I love those. Mine's similar. I was going to say like acai bowls. Oh, yeah. I just love, yeah, fruit in the summer. There's nothing better on a hot day, in my opinion. Yes. Okay, final question. Three things we can't live without this summer. I would say mine is the fruit stand. Fruit stand guy, fruit stand cups. <laughs> Um, I would say, honestly, just prioritizing getting sunshine every single day, like with how beautiful it is, I just need the sunshine. Like that, that is something I literally can't live without every single day. And then probably because I live by the ocean, my swimsuit, it's my summer essential. It's like my summer wardrobe is just my swimsuit. Mine are really similar. I was going to say sunscreen though, because you girl burns easily. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then... I would say the beach and then probably a book. I love, there's nothing better than reading in the sunshine. To Mm -hmm. me, that's like my favorite thing ever, so. Oh wait, I'm gonna add one. A good summer playlist. I'm so passionate about my playlists, so passionate. I'm just, I always need a good song to pair with my moments. And so my good summer playlist, I currently titled it SBF on my cheeks. So sunscreen on my cheeks. Ooh, I'll have to listen. That's That's my Spotify playlist. There's nothing better to me than like even on the drive over here, windows down, looking at the ocean, listening to my summer playlist. That is actually my summer essential, my playlist. That sounds really nice. Yeah. Well, that concludes our episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will, of course, see you in our next one. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We pray this episode was encouraging and life-giving. If you found it valuable, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. And be sure to follow us along over on Instagram at With Love Always Podcast. Signing off with all of our love always, Bree and Marissa.